Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. What's up, girlfriends? I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I know that this time of year can be so completely crazy, (laughs) so I greatly appreciate that you are taking your valuable time to hang out with me today. But before we dive into today's topic, I do want to share something fun with you. So if you follow me on social media, you probably already know this, (laughs) or if you listen to the podcast, I know that you know this, but I'm the founder and CEO of PWH Publishing, and Haley McMillan is one of our amazing authors, and she has released her second book, Margot Jans is Fine. She released it this month, actually the month of December, (laughs) Um, and her book is available for purchase on Amazon, and it is such an incredible story of a woman who was abandoned by her fiancé on the day of her wedding, like at the altar, which is just crazy, right? And then the story follows Margot, the main character, as she puts herself back together, and she heals, and she finds love again, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it is just such a wonderful story of women's empowerment And I just love it so much. And I think that you will too. So if you want to check it out, you can go to the link in the show notes. So that said, I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because taking care of ourselves is such an important thing to do, honestly, every single day of the year, (laughs) but particularly during the holidays. Because as amazing as the holidays can be, they can also be pretty overwhelming. Like, let's just be real about it, right? And Let's not forget that two things can be true at once, right? The holidays can be amazing, but they can also be overwhelming and a lot. And according to my own experiences, my friends' experiences, and what I witnessed growing up, and according to some really interesting research I did, women in particular really do tend to find this time of year very stressful (laughs) because we take on too much. We don't delegate, we strive for perfection, and the holidays just like fly by in this like crazy days, right? And it winds up not being as enjoyable as it could be because we are so damn overwhelmed and stressed and burned out from all of the things, right? And I don't know about you, but I am not wildly fond of that narrative. (laughs) It profoundly bothers me that there are dozens of articles out there on the internet about women's stress skyrocketing during this time of year. And I even found one article that it's like there's just like detrimental health, um, like it's just like a huge detriment to our health and like all these other things. And it's just, it's just really sad. And it's also really scary. And it's this norm and it's become this cycle amongst women that I would argue needs to end, right? Or at least to lessen significantly, right? So today, I want to share with you some things that we can do as women during the holidays to lessen our stress and to increase our joy. So let's get into it. Number one is delegate. And again, (laughs) I know that that might sound crazy bananas, right? But not everything has to be done by you. 
Not everything has to be done by you. And in my experience, one of the biggest contributors to stress and burnout for me in just daily life, but also during the holidays, is when I tell myself a story that I'm this one woman island, that I'm alone, and that I've got to do whatever it is by myself, right? So for example, just the other day at school, um, it's the end of the semester, right? Um, And I had the kids doing these um, independent reading project presentations, right? And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, during the during the class, I was like, okay, I've got to be the one to switch between presentations on the computer for the kids because they were projecting from my school computer and I had them all pulled up and, you know, I would stand up and I would switch from one kids to the next, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I've got to be that person to switch the presentations for the kids, right? I have to do that. I also have to collect all of the feedback paper slips from the kids. So as each person was presenting, I had the kids fill out these like sheets that had some questions and stuff so that they're like paying attention and following along, right? So I'm like, I got to switch between the presentations. I've got to collect the slips from the kids and I have to finish grading um, the the kids' presentations before we get to like the next one and I got to keep them quiet, right? And so, you know, it could sound like a lot <laughs> to you or it might not sound like a lot, right? But for me, it was a lot. Like there were so many things going on at the same time and I told myself that I've got to do all of this. Like this is, I'm a one woman show. I'm a one woman island. I have to do all of these things myself, right? And day, like days like that, <laughs> when I'm in the classroom and there's a lot going on, really increases my stress. Like it really increases my stress, my anxiety. I can feel it in my body. It's just not good, right? And I just, I knew the other day when we were doing this in, at, uh, in school, I was like, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> you know, we're doing several days of these presentations. This is so much stress and, and burden on me, you know? I'm like I can't carry on like this, right? So I decided to do something radical, okay? I asked for help. And I say that facetiously, (laughs) obviously, right? Because, you know, I just think there's something in our society that, you know, there's still that stigma with asking for help, right? We we, um, tend to just gravitate toward that narrative of, um, you know, I'm a one-woman island, I'm a one-woman show, like I can do all the things by myself, right? But we know that's not true. So I did the radical empowering thing and I asked the kids for help, right? So I you know, even though I was like in this like stressed induced panic, I'm like, no, I somehow realized I was like, I don't actually have to be the one to collect the student feedback papers, right? Like those little slips they were filling out as their peers were presenting, right? I didn't actually have to be the one to collect those papers. I also realized (laughs) that I didn't have to be the one to switch between the presentations. So I simply asked one of my kids to collect the papers, right? And then I just asked each presenter to just pull up their own presentation. Imagine that, (laughs) right? I delegated two tasks and you know what happened? I got the opportunity then to do the one thing in class that actually could not be done by anybody else, which was grading the presentation, like each presentation fully and completely. That was literally the only task that had to be done by me right? And I know that this example was not a holiday example, right? But I think it's such a beautiful and honestly recent example of how we as women can tell ourselves a story that says we've got to do it all or that says that it has to be done by us, right? But most times that's just simply not true, right? That's just not true. So girlfriend, I want you to think about how you're going to bring yourself 
more joy this holiday season by delegating some tasks and some duties, okay? Put pen to paper and list out all of those things that have to get done. And then I want you to think about which items on that list do not have to be done by you. And I would be willing to bet (laughs) that a lot more of those tasks on the list can actually be delegated, right? So for example, um, this is a holiday. (laughs) This is a holiday example here here for you this time. Um, My husband and I, right, we go to our... um, hour my we go to my parents house in Minnesota um for Christmas right and thinking about the big list of things that my mom does for the holidays like I know for a fact (laughs) that the the daily dishes and the laundry and feeding the dog and tidying up the living room because my mom's really big about that (laughs) and then bringing things out to the recycling and taking out the trash like all of those things do not have to be done by her right and this year I am going to make a super, super conscious, consistent effort, more than I have in the past, I'm going to be honest, to not just take those things off of her plate and put them onto me, but to also really try to delegate them and divide them amongst the rest of my family, right? Um, And to just really make a point to be like, mom, (laughs) you are barred from doing these things. You are barred from doing these things because these things do not have to be done by you. These things you know, don't have to be done by her. I can do the laundry. (laughs) My husband can do the dishes. My brother can take the trash out, right? Like those things don't have to be done by my mom, right? So again, what are the things on your list that do not have to be done by you? And that brings me to number two, which is find your enough point. So just like delegating, I think finding your enough point might sound like a banana's idea as well. (laughs) But the, 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 the fact of the matter is you don't have to go all out for everything this holiday season. And I think that we as ambitious women, we tend to sometimes set unrealistic expectations and goals for ourselves, right? And usually on this podcast, we talk about this, right? We talk about this a lot, but we apply, you know, this, this idea of unrealistic expectations and goals to our dreams, right? But I also think that it can be you know, applied to the expectations we set for ourselves during the holidays, right? So for um, for uh, example, a couple of years ago, my mom actually delegated to me the task of making ho- homemade apple and pumpkin pies to take to Thanksgiving, right? And at the time, oh my gosh, what year was this even? I think it was like 2015, I want to say. Um, but at the time, um, Roger, who was then my boyfriend, we were in grad school and we were living in Pennsylvania, right? And so um, Thanksgiving that year was being held in the state of Indiana, right? So Roger and I were coming from Pennsylvania, my parents were coming from Minnesota, and we were going to like kind of meet in the middle (laughs) with um, going to Indiana, right? And it wasn't like a randomly chosen place, not just because it was in the middle, but also because that's where my brother Mike was going to college and he couldn't get away for Thanksgiving. And we just really wanted to um, try to celebrate Thanksgiving together that year. So we met in the middle at my brother Mike's apartment, um, which was a giant apartment, <laughs> right? Um, and at the time, I couldn't fathom not making every single part of those pies from scratch, okay? So you best believe (laughs) that I made both the apple pie and the pumpkin pie crust from scratch. And then for the apple pie specifically, I also made the filling from scratch. That's right. I did all of the tedious things (laughs) 
<laughs> necessary to make the apple pie filling. So I bought a big ass like bag of Granny Smith apples and I peeled them and I sliced them so freaking thin to be able to make this pie from scratch, right? And at the time, it was so fun. It was wildly time consuming, <laughs> but it was totally worth it for me in that season of life, right? But if my mom asked me to bring pies for Christmas this year, which she never would ask that because we don't do pie at Christmas. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, if she did ask me to bring pie for Christmas this year, I would absolutely 110% be purchasing them from a bakery <laughs> because I just don't have time to make pie from scratch like I did all those years ago for Thanksgiving. And even come to think of it, I don't know how I had time way back then either. Um, but I did. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, but anyway, point, losing the point here, Megan, come on. Um, I just don't have time right now in my current season of life to make pies from scratch, right? Like that is just not a thing that is possible in this current season of life, right? And the thing about that is it's okay, right? It is okay for you and for me and for the woman next to you, for your mom, your grandma, your sister, your aunt, for all of us. We do not have to go 100% all into every single thing that we do this holiday season, right? And kind of as a tangent point here, that includes, you know, gifts for your friends and your family, right? The amount of money you spend on a person does not represent how much or how little you love them, okay? That is something that I've really <laughs> had to come to terms with in the last 10 years, right? Because my family is no longer just five people, right? It's no longer just my mom, my dad, and my two brothers, right? We are now mom, dad, Roger, so Roger's my husband, right? My two brothers, Mike and Keegan, and then their spouses, right? My sister-in-laws, Marissa and Dre. We are now an eight-person family, and that's amazing. I love it, but it's also hard. <laughs> Not but, and, and it's also hard all at the same time, right? Because Roger and I, I would say that we are generous people. We love to shower other people with gifts that we pick out with excitement and joy and love and intentionality, right? But at the same time, that adds up. <laughs> you know, that adds up when you have eight people, right? And I know that, you know, maybe some of you are listening in and you're like, man, I have to buy for 30 people, right? And this is not a competition, but for me, you know, eight people, like that's that's a lot of people. <laughs> um, and that's not a comfortable thing to say or to talk about, right? But it's definitely been top of mind for us, especially this year, because we've had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of unexpected expenses, right? And that's really hard. And it does then mean that we can't go as ham or all out or all in for people um, like we have in the past, right? Um, but again, back to the, the earlier point and kind of off the tangent, back to the, <laughs> the um, main point here is that it's okay, right? It's okay for you to not go 100% all in, you know, to every single thing this holiday season, right? So please take a permission slip for me that you don't actually need and give yourself the gift of not going so ham on everything holiday related that you end up robbing yourself of joy because you are so stressed out and you're so overwhelmed from holding yourself to unrealistic expectations. 
it is not a crime to purchase fewer gifts this year. It is not a crime to buy the pie or the monkey bread or the cookies instead of making them by scratch. It is okay to skip the beautifully curated meat, cheese, and veggie platter. Like, it's okay if the creepy elf-on-the-shelf tradition isn't as creative as it was last year, right? Like, the bottom line is that it is more than okay to take a path that's easier or not as intense if it means that things are more manageable and thus more joyful for you, right? So my friend, you need to define your enough point. What is enough this holiday season? I want you to think about how you're going to make things more manageable for yourself this year so that you're not so as freaking exhausted, right? So that you can, like I said earlier, feel more joy this holiday season. I want you to put, again, pen to paper and to list out all the areas or the things that you usually do this holiday season and start to pick and choose, right? And don't think of this as cutting back or cutting out. Think of this as reallocating your energy into the things that you truly actually want to be spending your energy on this holiday season, right? So quick example, if you hate making monkey bread, girl, don't make that monkey bread. Buy that shit. (laughs) Buy that shit. Or just tell your family like, hey, I'm not going to make it. If you really want this, like you can make it. I'm going to make this, you know, um, what do you call it? Not, um, ah, my brain is blanking. Um, an egg bake instead because it's more joyful. I like it better. This is what we're doing instead, right? What do you truly want to be spending your energy on this holiday season, right? And I would be willing to bet that by spending energy on the things you actually want to be spending energy on rather than the things that you think you have to be spending energy on, you are also going to increase your joy and take care of yourself in the process. And last but not least, number three, take time for you. And again, I bet you're sensing a theme here. (laughs) (laughs) This might seem like another bananas thing to say, especially during the holidays when there's so much going on and there's just so much to do, right? But we will not have energy to pour joy into others if we don't make time for ourselves to rest and to restore that energy, right? And according to my research, this is what contributes along with all the other things that we've been talking about, right, to holiday burnout, to holiday overwhelm. We expect ourselves to do it all, which then gives us no time to not be go-go-going, right? And I know that this might be easier said than done, right? But I'm not talking about needing entire days or like 10 hours by yourself, right? Like, no, I'm talking about taking an hour in the morning before everybody wakes up and you're just, you, you, you give yourself time and space to read a book, to enjoy your coffee, you know, by yourself next to the Christmas tree, letting the holiday spirit fill you up and you just feel yourself re- relaxing and restoring, right? Or going for a crisp and refreshing walk by yourself for an hour, not, yeah, yeah, an hour after dinner to decompress, right? Or to think or to not think and to just be, right? Or having your husband or your wife or your sister or your mom or somebody responsible (laughs) watch the kids and the dog while you go to a workout class to clear your head for two hours, right? Or sleeping in and then watching Grey's Anatomy for an hour in bed before you get up. Like whatever you need to do to decompress and relax and restore your energy. And maybe, you know, you don't have an hour to be able to do that. Maybe you just have 20 minutes, but that's okay. You know, No matter what, no matter how much time you're going to take, you might not feel like you've got the time to do it, right? Or you might feel super selfish or 
silly or convince yourself that you don't need it, but girl, you've got to take that time. There is a reason that they tell you on an airplane that you've got to put on your own air mask. Yeah, air mask, whatever, the thing that drops down in an emergency, right? You have to put your own air mask thingy on before helping others, right? The same exact damn thing applies here, right? You have got to give yourself some time to rest and restore because otherwise you are going to feel burned out and stressed and maybe even you're going to start to feel resentful, right? Which is going to leach your joy and you're not going to enjoy the holiday season, right? And It's not just about making a little time for yourself to restore your energy, right? It's about communicating that need to your family, right? Which might be wildly uncomfortable (laughs) and they might look at you like you've got nine heads like, whoa, where is that coming from? You've never asked for that before, right? But, you know, I, I just, I think sometimes like, I don't know, I think sometimes we we don't know what someone else needs unless they tell us, right? So you got to open your mouth. You got to communicate what you need. And yes, they might look at you like you're crazy, but you deserve this. And, you know, maybe you haven't asked for time in the past, but you've got, you've got to ask for time now, right? Again, the research I have found <laughs> that says that women, you know, just are, are just at such a detriment during the holiday season because of so much unrealistic expectations for so much burnout you know, is just ridiculous, right? And we've got to end that cycle. So open your mouth and communicate what you need. So my friends, again, we're going to whip out that pen and that paper (laughs) and we're going to make a list, right? What are some things that you can do to make time for yourself? What do you need to do to alleviate your stress and restore your energy? And who do you need to communicate these needs to, right? I know it's not easy, but it is worth it because everyone needs a moment for for themselves, (laughs) especially during the holidays when so much is going on, right? So take the time. You do not have to earn it. You just outright deserve it, okay? So that was a lot. (laughs) That was a lot. So we're going to do the quickest of recaps here. So number one, delegate. Not everything has to be done by you. Other people can share the tasks or the duties, and you just need to ask them for their help and support, right? Number two, find your enough point. You do not have to go 110% ham on everything this holiday season. You're going to pick and you're going to choose what you're going to do, right? And number three, take time for you. You cannot pour from an empty cup, my friend. You've got to find time for you. So all of that said, thank you so much for being here with me today, my friend. So many of you voted for this topic on my Instagram story. Um, So I hope that this episode gave you something tangible or a mindset shift um, that can empower you to navigate the holidays this year with a little less stress and overwhelm. And if you do end up using anything from this episode, um, I would love it if you could actually slide into my DMs on Instagram. You can find me at Marie and let me know what you tried out. I love to hear from listeners and to have a conversation because otherwise it's just me (laughs) talking into my microphone, sitting at my desk uh, in my apartment. So I love to hear what you think about the episodes. And then one last thing before... um, you go today. Don't forget to check out the show notes for that link to Haley's second book, Margot James is Fine. It is such a good book and the cover is absolutely gorgeous. So you seriously should go check it out. Again, 
Thank you so much for being here with me, my friend. I love you. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and I will see you back here next week for the last episode of 2023. Holy freaking crap. (laughs) And we are going to have our annual amazing conversation about picking a word for 2024 to set the tone and I've got a little bit of an interesting different spin on it so I'm excited to see you back here next week so we can have that chat have a great rest of your day my friend and we will chat again soon thank you so much for listening in if you enjoyed this episode I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you for listening in or you could leave a review of the podcast to increase searchability of the power within her so that more women can listen in and grow with us. Either way, I am so grateful that you're here with me spreading the important message about critical thinking and self-empowerment.